0: the panhandle news network the views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the panhandle news network wepm and wcst or west virginia radio corporation here we go welcome to panhandle live on wepm and wcst the panhandle news network panhandle live is brought to you by sutton and janelle attorneys at law Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonengineel.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year Jordan Warner and Marcia Kavalik.
1: It is Monday the 3rd. You're tuned in to Handle Live. Brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, in West Virginia and Maryland. Helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg, 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning.
2: Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
2: You know, I I have to say I listened in to part of the Marshall game and they did win over Gardner Webb oh, twenty eight seven. But we, I was listening. We didn't
3: bring that up. I'm sorry.
2: That's okay. That's, I texted the I show. Know, I
1: like saw a, it. Like a, and, then like you, and then you and then you opted listening. out. You anyway. texted. Up, I didn't respond. Then you said, "No, you can't send me messages anymore." So thanks. <laughs> Anyways. Wait. What? Yeah. It says I, did? I can't. Look. Were you right there? You said Marshall won. I didn't respond quick enough, and then you opted out oh. of the service. So appreciate it, Marshall. I didn't.
2: Actually, I didn't. How did that happen? That's weird.
1: But you can always, the listener can out. always text at 304-263-4321. <laughs> but anyways.
2: Okay, anyway. So I was listening to their homegrown product, the MUL mm-hmm. station, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to say, they they don't hold a candle to our local broadcast. You know, that's a Division I school. And uh, I think it's much more entertaining and energetic listening to um, Shepherd football on ninety five nine. Yeah, with you and Luke and Parker.
1: Hey, we had uh, the three musketeers up uh, at Shippensburg over the weekend on the rainy day, uh, and that was a fun one. That was a fun game. It's always it's always nice to have Parker down there because then he gives you he gives you. I mean, of course, Luke's always bringing you the information, mm-hmm. right? We're both giving you all the things you need, but he uh, having Parker down there on the field gives you those little extra tidbits. Actually, I pulled a couple out here. Let me okay. let me uh, grab one here real quick. So uh, during the game, so in football nowadays. Uh, I feel like you see a lot of, um, like, those, I don't know if you've noticed. So, like, when a team gets a turnover, right, if they get an interception, something like that, uh, they'll have a, like, a turnover chain or, like, it's something to, you know, to signify the big deal of getting the turnover.
2: Okay, so, like, like a, a sign or something? Yeah,
1: like, it could be a sign. It could be, you know, whatever. So, Shepard, instead of doing, like, a chain or anything like that, uh, they do something a little different with the weights, which, of course, Parker uh-huh. was able to find out on the sidelines.
4: Yeah, guys, going back to that Devon Lynch interception that ended the Shippetsburg
1: drive last time. You know, some teams got a turnover chain. Shepard has turnover curls. Devon
4: Lynch has got a curl bar. He's got 25 pounds on each side. Started repping those <laughs> curls right after that interception. That's how the Rams celebrate the interceptions.
1: So when the Rams get a turnover, an interception, a fumble recovery, something like that, they run over to the sidelines and they take a, a curl bar, a uh, you know, weightlifting bar. It's got 25 pounds on each uh-huh. side. And they do 25 curls
2: okay. with the, it. The mom in me says, someone's going to get hurt. And then like <laughs> someone's going to be like, how'd you get injured in the game? Well, I was on the sidelines celebrating and, and lifted the weight wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? And then it was threw funny. my
2: back out because that's something that happens to people my age. <laughs> and
1: it was funny because Luke beat me to it when uh, we got we came when uh, after Parker sent it back up to the uh, booth to us, uh, he beat me by saying that uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised to see Parker pulling some of those curls. Oh, yeah, he in between that. plays, He'd be like I'll, I'll show you how to celebrate. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Parker and of course, and this is the last thing uh, because of course you can listen to all your sports coverage over uh, well here uh, on Pain Handel Sports Live right before We got him on a Pain bunch Handel of stations Live. I know they're all over the place but this was because uh, I didn't get to play this during Panhandle Sports Live this was Parker catching up uh, with Brian Walker after the game he was the player of the game uh, having two touchdown catches uh, he had a real good one so this is Parker catching up with him
4: Looks like Parker's got him. I'm here with Brian Walker. Brian, two touchdown performance today here against Shippensburg in a rivalry game. How's it feel? Uh, it feels amazing to get a win uh, with everyone working together and uh, battling through the uh, treacherous weather, and we're lucky to get a win right here. So with the passing game today, how difficult was it to get things going with the conditions? Well, just with the conditions, you know, it's rainy, wet ball. Plays against the passing game a little bit, but that's all right. Went back to the drawing room, and we got back after it, and uh, we put it all on the field the second half. You've really stepped things up here in the past few weeks, becoming a big target for Tyson at that tight end spot. What's been going on with you and the chemistry of you and Tyson? You guys changed anything up? Build? What's been going on? No, sir. We've been working since uh, our freshman year together, and uh, it's just how things played out. this year. Seems to be working your way. Thanks for your time, Brian.
1: So that was Parker Stone catching up with Brian Walker after the game. Tight end Brian Walker uh, after the Rams' thirty to thirteen win on the road uh, on the in well during the hurricane uh, against the Red Raiders. Mm-hmm. They were riders on the storm, Marsha.
2: Wow! Did you, you guys like
1: that? play that? You like that? Did I you wish. play it? I wish oh, we could have. Maybe that'll be our uh, outro song today. You know, it's gonna be stuck in my Riders head. Dang song. it! What oh. a great song. Oh. But yeah, it was an exciting weekend of uh, football. That is for sure. Well, you guys and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, yes, we were okay. inside. Thankfully, uh, Parker was not. Oh. And well, Parker being the he's still the young one. He's still a young guy, even though I think Luke's younger than Parker is. And Parker's birthday is tomorrow, so he's on field guy, right? He's uh-huh. gonna be on the field, right, during the rain, right, on the field. He gets here and all he has is just a sweatshirt and like Aww. tennis shoes on. And uh, me and, and J- uh, Jason was here by that time too. And we look at him and go, Hey man, do you got a rain jacket? He goes, Nah, I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> was it like,
2: I don't need one either. He was like,
1: oh, I just kind of forgot. And I'll be was like, he's just like, I'll be okay. <laughs> and then uh, I look at his shoes and I'm like, you got any like boots or anything? He's like, nah, just these. And I'm like, all right, we'll stop back at my place. and We'll get you a rain jacket. We'll get you some some leather shoes. We got mm-hmm. them all set up. But, wow, what uh, a good sports director. He did have gloves.
2: He did have gloves for himself. You know what? It's interesting because we we're just barely into fall, and I was in Gettysburg yesterday, and there were young kids, like you know millennials, whatever, mm-hmm. and they were wearing their their um, fall hats, their toboggans. I got mine on. Yeah. Well, do you your ears have yours on summer or fall doesn't matter. But I was like, ah. You know, I did I did get mine out, but I haven't started wearing mine yet. But the weather's a little chilly, so, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Uh-uh-uh, interesting stuff. Oh, and one more thing before we actually start talking about, like, pertinent things okay. here on Panhandle Live this morning <laughs> on a Monday. If you can't tell me, Marsha, I haven't had a chance to talk at no. all to catch up uh, over the weekend. But, so we, had, we were talking about the Martinsburg DIY Skate Park last weekend. Yeah. Or um, Friday. And uh, you know how I told you, oh, off the air we were talking, I was like, yeah, you know, I went, almost bought a skateboard the other, like, uh-huh. Last weekend. Almost did. the Two weekends ago. So fast forward to this weekend. I'm scrolling through social media. And uh, a Facebook friend of mine posts this picture of this barrel of skateboards. Right? That uh-huh. already have wheels. They're already set mm-hmm. up, ready to go. At Gabe's. At Gabe's. For like 20 bucks. And they're like actually really nice skateboards.
2: Did you indulge?
1: That's my question. Do I indulge?
2: Yes, of course.
1: Why not, right? But now I don't know how to feel being that like 30-year-old guy at the... In the parking lot out in the middle of nowhere trying to figure out how you to know, skateboard okay, again, so we had, right?
2: We had Chris Owens on and, yeah. and, and, you know, he's pretty chill. He is pretty no chill. No one's going to care. I guess you're right. No guess one's looking right. at you. Right. Everyone's like kind of looking at their own feet.
1: You're right. You're right.
2: Unless it's a cute girl. You know any uh, You good. You know, know know he's just good, there to observe yeah, the, the cute, you know, skateboard kids. Like
1: Gavril Levine.
2: Okay, whatever. She's With a, the tie. She's older than you.
1: I, I that we're really I'm, I'm not going to take us this far off topic, but I heard a crazy conspiracy theory about Avril Lavigne over the weekend. Okay, that apparently the Avril Lavigne you see today is not the same Avril Lavigne that we know from the early 2000s. Okay, it's crazy. We won't get into that, but yeah, the, the, I I don't know if I should bring the 55 inch TV into the studio <laughs> or go get a skateboard at this. I point I get
2: the skateboard and maybe maybe uh, donate the 55 inch TV.
1: Maybe I'll donate it to the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission.
2: Hey, who will be our special guests at the uh, at the bottom of the hour?
1: That is right. So, that is right.
2: Um. Anyway, so the the rain. I don't know if you can find that sound. Yet. Oh, yes. The rain canceled some events and moved some events over. <clears throat> I don't know if you, if uh, many folks got out to do uh, many things, but wanted to let you know that uh, a story we've been following. Of course, the Morgan Cabin Historical Association uh, had its fall fest that was scheduled for this previous weekend. It is now going to be held this coming Sunday, October 9th. And uh, we had Matthew Massell Howard on to kind of run things down uh, on a previous episode. Just wanted to play that for you guys. Love having our history segments. Matthew Massell Howard from the Morgan Cabin Historical Association is in to talk about upcoming events and give us an update on that cemetery they discovered on the property. Welcome in.
4: Thanks for having me back. The Big Morgan Cabin Fall Festival. And we've got up to 20 arts and crafts vendors uh, signed up. Quite a few historical reenactors will be there dressed in period costume as well. So we're looking for a really fun day and uh, hope to get a really nice turnout from the county.
1: You know, and it's sad. I mean, I get why they had to postpone it for the weekend because of the rain and everything, which thankfully we didn't get nearly as much as I thought we were going to get. I mean, the weather, I mean, yes, it was still kind of brutal weather, right? Mm -hmm. But it could have been much, much, much worse. Oh, yeah.
2: AccuWeather prepared us, they said one to two inches. So, it, over a slow amount of period, it didn't seem as mm-hmm. dreadful. But, um, you know, you noticed if you had, like, my sneakers had holes in them. I was walking the dog and, like, oh, I am to That's how get these rid
3: of boots are these. I'm wearing right now.
2: But I did something cool uh, over the weekend. Even though it was raining, it didn't matter where I went. I went to the uh, World War II American Experience Museum in Gettysburg. Oh, cool. And What'd you see? What'd you it, do? Okay, so let me just. Preface it by saying this. They're going to have some big events coming up. Uh, one big event, uh, I think, in ne- next month. Follow their page. That that would be a really worthwhile thing to go to. Um, I went at a really good time because it was quiet and kind of had the tour almost to myself. So it was very personalized. They're going to be bringing in more artifacts in the next really? two months. So if you want to hold off, it might be a good idea to hold off until you get like the full experience. But to me, I'll, I'll go a couple times. But um, it's it's really a neat uh, archive of information and artifacts. They had helmets from from D Day. They had uh, they have a lot of really cool uh, military uh, machines. Like Mm -hmm. uh, they've got a tank. They've got yeah. So all of those (laughs) things that kind of get your heart racing, but also things that I like, like the the home front, the um, little copies of um, you know Bibles and things like that. Mm -hmm. So and they're adding to that collection all the time so shout out to dave at the world war ii american uh, experience in gettysburg that was a great tour he's and he's hysterical why how so just funny oh just like and and i got there a little earlier and then two uh four people joined it from north carolina and they asked me afterward did you know dave and i said no but because of what i do Mm i would met him a little previous he knew my name and it was like a shtick it was hysterical (laughs) So I that made it even more fun for me and he was oh, cool. uh, this bevy of information so. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: Well, it sounds anyway, like you had a good
3: weekend.
2: Yeah, so that that was a good part of my weekend. Um so if you get a chance follow them World War 2 American experience, and uh, do I have time to run down a little? Well, mood? here
1: we'll do that okay. after the break, okay. and uh, well, and let us know what you did over the weekend. Cause there's all kinds of fall activities starting up across the Panhandle, which uh, the Panhandle is such a great place for said fall activities. Like you go out to Orr's Farm, any of the farm markets around. I mean, you got orchards and things like that. So, what'd you get into? Text us 304-263-4321, 304-263-4321. But stick around; we'll be back with more Panhandle Live after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
3: Listening to
4: my Uncle Del and Marcia on Panhandle
1: Live. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marcia Kivalik. and Marsha, when it comes to selling your home. For the most money possible, you should work with an expert, right? Because if you were to ask me to sell your house for you, I'd have no idea what to do. I'd say, hey, just put it up on Zillow or put it up on, you know, whatever, Craigslist, maybe, even, and see what kind of money you get, and there you go. Um, But Liz McDonald and the Dandridge Group they can guarantee that you can get the most money when you sell your home with them. Now, uh, I was speaking with Liz over the weekend, and she was talking about Ginger, who decided to work with Liz uh, when it came time to sell her two-story townhouse. Right, So that's a pretty normal house around uh, the panhandle anymore, especially in the developments that you see pop up are these uh, townhomes. And sometimes they can be a little tough to sell, uh, but she was retiring and wanted to move closer to her family. So Liz uh, and her team created this marketing plan specifically for Ginger, Not just kind of a one-size-fits-all thing. This was specifically for her to maximize her profit. And in just a few weeks, the right buyer was found. For ginger and she accepted a cash offer uh, for the full asking price and this allowed her to take the cash and move a little bit closer to her family which is what she really wanted now she can truly enjoy her new house and her new you know life for that matter so are you tired of all the drama when it comes to selling your home getting the right offer finding the perfect home to move to you got to call my buddy my friend liz mcdonald she'll take all the drama out of the selling of your home it's called the only agent that i would trust would sell my house that's Liz McDonald at 304-885-7645, 304-885-7645. Or you can Google the Dandridge Realty Group and get top dollar for your home. And Marcia, I think we got a little bit of a news uh, roundup.
2: Right. So um, as we mentioned last week, of course, Apple Butter Festival is coming back to Berkeley Springs. We're really excited about that. You mm-hmm. can hear our conversations about that. Uh, we I think we had a couple last week on on panhandle live uh to that end i think maybe that might be related to one of the next announcements that i want to make of course the uh upcoming weekend is also columbus day weekend and uh so morgan county schools will be out on monday but they're also dismissing two hours early on friday Hmm. so you know maybe that's to get everything ready for i
1: mean we can do that too do we run uh, on the school system? I
2: don't think that works that way. But, oh, okay. um, but as you know, a lot of the times, some of the, uh, you know, the civic organizations, the youth organizations, Boy Scouts, all of that uh, are busy on apple butter weekend because they help park cars. They're doing things with their individual troops or groups. And uh, so, yep, just to note that Morgan County schools will be dismissing two hours early on Friday. They have the day off on Monday. So, uh, also, town of Bath has released its county co- or its council meeting agenda. That meeting's tomorrow, beginning at 5:30 in the afternoon, uh, at the town of Bath Municipal Center. And they're going to be talking about apple butter. They'll also be talking about the Mer the Mercer Street Mariachi concert, which is the seventh. Oh, what? Say that again. Mercer Street Mariachi concert. Where? I I and it. Apparently, it's in Berkeley Springs, in the town of Bath. Six to eight PM.
1: I'm weighing in on that, Marsha.
2: Yeah. Isn't that cool? A concert. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> also there's also a zombie and mariachi? walk. Mariachi? That's that's what it says. I love that. So um I mean,
1: would you be surprised if I told you that if you were to go into my car right now, turn it on and hit the CD button, a mariachi CD would play?
2: Not even a little. There you go. My pan musical friend. <laughs>
3: um
2: there's also a a a zombie walk, the the 29th. I'm not sure if this is like a a commemorative representative zombie walk or if they've actually recruited some zombies i don't know how that works
1: i don't know either but
2: come to the meeting and maybe you can ask the mayor and other um you know emergency services officials because they would have those answers
1: that's right that's right and well we were going to go get our scare on over the weekend (laughs) but hurricane ian kind of put a damper on that one
2: yes so the isaac walton league has its haunted trails and they're uh, they had to push their opening weekend to next weekend. We are still invited, okay? So we can still go. Well, Although, you saw
1: how jumpy I am today.
2: <laughs> I can't believe I scared you like scared that. You're be so bad. I felt so bad,
1: and I, I figured you would. That's why I'm glad. Oh, so well, you, just because I wait, know. So you no, overdid no, it?
2: No, 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 you, no. that was That's acting.
1: That's not the case. No, it was no. You could probably <laughs> tell that that wasn't acting uh, when I you jumped out of my little, skin. You did look a little. Yeah, you look jarred. Well, the only thing was that when you open <laughs> that door, sometimes so if you're if you've never been into the studio, we have a ton of guests, come on by if you ever want to check it out. But um, it, there's two doors that are kind of opposite sides of the studio from one another, and it'll create a little bit of a vacuum block in right. here, like an airlock. Mm-hmm. So if you open one, sometimes the other one will slam, and vice versa. So Marsha barges in mm-hmm. at uh, six o'clock in the morning, or whatever time it was. It was pretty um, early. And uh, both doors slam, and then I just sat down, and I jump up. She's like, "Oh, good morning!" And then she goes, "Oh, sorry," and then the door shuts. <laughs> <laughs> so you were my I alarm. I instantly this morning. regretted. You're my alarm this morning. My That's choices, okay. so. But that should I, show you how good of a partner I'm going to be at this haunted trails.
2: I thought you were just fronting about that but you're like, no. "Oh, I'm going to be scared all that.
1: No, I am one of the jumpier people you're ever going to meet. Mm. I had to, and it's all because I could tell you how it started and when it started. I was working for Hagerstown Sons on the grounds crew. And he's one of my best he's one of my best friends now, but at the time he was a friend but a coworker. He was the head of, head groundskeeper, mm-hmm. right? And um, he would—he uh, loved scaring people, but he would—he was that guy that would like kind of take it a little, a little too far, mm-hmm. right? He would work a little too hard to scare you. So we would uh, be done our work on the field at the Suns at Municipal Stadium, old Municipal Stadium, rest in peace the old Musi- mm-hmm. Municipal Stadium, and. Um, and we would go to turn the lights off, the stadium lights off, right? right? So he would go. He'd be like, yeah, you go turn the lights off. I'm going to finish up out here. I'm going to go get the
5: bullpen.
2: This is after everyone's gone. This is
1: at like 2 o'clock in the morning okay. after wow. a game, right? Because we would mess around and do it. Dead at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I would be like, okay, cool. I'd go turn the lights off, and I'd start either walking back across the field to the offices or hop in like the gator mm-hmm. truck or whatever and drive. So the worst one was when I was had the gator. So he was like, hey, I got to go back and finish some paperwork. Can you turn the lights off? Like, put the tarp over the bullpens and meet me back there. It's like, yeah, absolutely cool. So, uh, I hop in the gator, go turn the lights off. Like, all the big lights turn off, Mm -hmm. and then it's dark, right? Completely pitch black. But I have lights on this gator that only illuminate the little bit in front of me. So, all I can see is what's lit up. Mm -hmm. So, I go to the first bullpen in the corner, uh, right field corner, foul line corner. Put that, button that up, hop in the thing, take off on the gator to the next one in center field. Go back there, put that one up, we're good to go. So I'm getting ready to drive around the outfield just the short way because I'm at center field over to the uh, left field corner where the offices are. Little do I know, my buddy is laying in the middle of the outfield, <laughs> right, just waiting for me. He's been watching me because he can see me because of the lights of the gator. He was, he
2: was really devoted to this So he's gang.
1: watching me, right? <laughs>
2: so,
1: so at this point, I know he's going to do something. I just don't know where. So I'm already just like... I'm ready, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm nervous and I'm ready for it. So I'm driving around and I'm probably going like 25, 30 miles an hour in this gator, right? And all of a sudden, like from behind me out of my peripherals, I just see this mass of something running oh, towards me with a bucket gosh. and starts throwing the bucket, trying to get the bucket like on my head. <laughs> So I scream. I veer this thing almost correct into the outfield wall, oh, and I think from that day on, I was so scared to like go across that. I would make him do it. I was like, "Look, you have to turn us all off. and leave. <laughs> like I'm leaving before the lights turn off." So I think that's HR. what started it. I think that's. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, me trust <laughs> me. There wasn't an HR department at that at that time there. So that should tell you. Uh, how kind of skittish I'm going to be at this um, haunted trails but it's for a good cause for a well, good cause and it's a great time
2: and and zombies apparently going to be in Berkeley Springs but uh, that'll be after well after apple butter so you know you don't have to go to that one if you don't want to so mm. just letting you know sorry bud
1: it's also the same guy that took me up in a cherry picker like 150 feet up Why and I'm definitely to do afraid of heights things? because I'll do everything like once right <laughs> That but I'm up, air, I'm up there. I'm up there like 150 feet up, and the the thing's swaying from the wind. And he, and my buddy, starts shaking it. He's uh, like, "Oh, he's like, what's happening? What's happening?" And I'm like screaming. The
2: worst. Why? Why uh, is he a still your buddy, and and b you've never uh, learned not to. He knows. Who knows? Agree to do these things. Who
1: knows? But a good friend of ours, a friend of the program, <laughs> Pastor Tim Guarino, is going to be joining us here after the break from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission. Got a lot to update us on uh, with all the activities and events and projects that they have going on down there. So stick around. That's after the break on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsha And Marsha, we got a packed house here and uh, in studio today.
2: Love it. Packed end of the end of the show, too, because yeah. we got another guest coming in after this. But joining us, Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission Superintendent Tim Garino and his guest. You know her from Christmas Cash for Kids from City National Bank. Uh, Becky Linton. Welcome in.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here this morning.
1: Becky, you ever going to take any time off? Aren't you retired or something? What are you doing?
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I am. Um, I, I, what I say when I'm retired is I'm only going to do what I have a passion for. Ah. so that's what I'm doing I, I say no a lot these days and I've learned the lessons through my career so mm-hmm. I do what is passionate um and I and I only um, associate with people that are passionate about what they do and that's pastor Tim from the rescue mission <laughs> that's
5: right well, well let's I, get
3: let's get right to it then. yeah
5: and I and I brought Becky along this morning to share her story of the need of the 604 project because that's what her and I have been talking about and then all weekend I have send you some information mm-hmm. of how things are difficult to get folks Uh, that are homeless, help, and and the stuff they need to get back up off their feet. And um, I'm not here to start any trouble this morning, but (laughs) I'm here to point out that when people pass laws and do stuff, they don't go to the people who are actually in the trenches like Becky and I, and Becky has a story to share. And yes, on paper, everything looks great, but in reality, uh, they set up more barriers than they realize. And I I know they mean to do it with the right heart, but sometimes uh, they need to talk to the people who actually sit in the DMV, uh, like Becky takes person to get them a job, like she did this weekend and everything else. And Becky, go ahead and share why that six hundred four project is so essential.
1: Well, real quick, Becky, before you do uh, that, let people know what that six hundred four project is if they're just not hearing about it.
5: Sure, six hundred four project is uh, um, we're uh, over we're just a little bit over eight hundred thousand dollars received. We're gonna need about another uh, four to five hundred because of the uh, the it supplies everything has gone up it's um the, the house is going to be six apartments for homeless families uh, transitioning from homelessness and then transitioning into eventually getting permanent living space and everything. There is no uh, homeless facility for families in Berkeley, Jefferson, or, or Morgan County. This is the first and only. So we're filling a gap. And Becky will give a story about how needed this gap is because we got people living in tree houses, we got people <laughs> living in all kinds of stuff, situations. And it's so essential. And we don't take government funding and we're, it's all private giving. And you guys saw it. You walked yeah. through it and mm-hmm. you came. And I really right. appreciate that. Becky has been with me from day one on this and giving me a lot of advice on this to get the ball rolling and getting out there and raising the funds. And I just wanted Becky to share her story of the struggles she's had with helping a family.
3: So um, this has been, I'm going to go through the process because it would take a long time to share the story. But as a result of the radio, actually, when I was doing a Christmas cash for kids um, a drive, a lady called me because, you know, you give the number out. So anyway, this lady was homeless in 2014. Um, so she went through the process, she was addicted to drugs. And so she went through rehab and then the next step, you go through a process, you go through DHR. they have the court system and all of that is a long, complicated process to get back on your feet. So she was, she was, after she got her rehab, she was, she was actually what they call, they, they, li- they stay on a couch in somebody's house. So that was okay. Cause she wasn't homeless. Long story short, it took, um, it took a long time to find something, um, and it was a family, it was a child that, that reconciled with the family, and they finally, um, they had a house and everything was good. And from 2014 to 2022, early on, um, the rent um, was over. The rent has went up dramatically. Mm -hmm. And so it's very difficult for people on disability checks to pay these rents. So the the man that was living there, he lost his job because of COVID. And then he had a severe problem that he couldn't walk. So it was legitimate. So long story short, they um, are now homeless. The daughter is not. She's staying with someone. And it, it's been a journey to try to get them help. And so when we were trying to call the agencies, I helped them because there's, there, there's a real severe um, education issue with the people. So I tried to help them go through these, all of them, it's just a menagerie of, of people, of, of agencies to help. The kindness and in the, in the people out there working with this is amazing. It would burn me out, and I don't know how they do it. And God bless everybody working in this industry because it's very, it is very it is a crisis the, the rents are going up so high. The HUD housing is in short supply. There is no place for these people to go. This is just one instance. Um, I just showed Pastor Tim. They're now in a tree house. Um, and she she needs, has the pictures, too. She, She's
5: not making this up. She has the pictures. So
3: um, it, it, is, it is a crisis, and it bothers me so much that there is an affordable housing. I mean, people keep, I mean, back in the day, you could get five, $600 rent, and now they're, they're doing townhouses for $1,500 a month. And the average person can't afford that. Many, many people are one or two pe- paychecks away from being homeless, and that is true. And I don't know if you all have noticed it, but I've noticed families at two Walmarts this last weekend, the families and the kids are there panhandling. It's more and more. And it's people will judge. And I've been with people and say, oh, we'll get a job. Well, that's easier said than done. <laughs> um, there, There is a lot of obstacles with this. And so until you really understand these people and the mental illness, and a lot of them are in, mentally ill, and it is a crisis. And the, the 604 project, when he came, it was all about the families, because if you just think if you have your your daughter and your husband and wife and they, they have to be separated, mm-hmm. that's why these people live in, under, in the cars, they live in rest stops or whatever they can do. Right. So um, that's why I was so interested in it, because I've seen on and, and I would say in the trenches, it's one thing when you just give a check to an organization and right. say, Okay, I've helped, but when you really see what these people at the mission and the Bethany House and all of the the Faith Coalition for the homeless, I, it is a crisis. And yeah. I'm saying that um, I'm I'm just saying that from seeing seeing just a few people mm-hmm. what they go through. Absolutely.
5: And then jumping on that, like she's talking about um, barriers, um, we've been we, we we've been getting guys down at the DMV. Getting their IDs, that's essential to get jobs. And Becky will tell you that. You can't get somebody with an ID. And up until Friday, everything was fine. We would give a, a, a letter of residency. They would have their Social Security card. They'd have their birth certificate, which we helped get we paid for we got their birth certificate online we researched where they came from we the mission would pay for that social security card we'd get online we'd go through that whole process and then we would take them down to the dmv and and with a letter of residency and we'd get them an id and get them a job right away well uh that all changed on this past friday and now they're um and again um it came from this house bill 2160. it hasn't passed but it's been in the thing. And then the DMV. So the
2: DMV kind of a- adopted it.
5: Adopted it, ahead, yes. Ahead of its passage. Ahead of its passage. And changed a whole bunch of stuff which you see here. And you have to sign an affidavit, which I don't mind doing. I I, I, I did that. but it's Just there's... extra
1: hoops and extra
2: stuff. So, uh, the, the, the last thing you sent said yeah. in order for the staff member to be authorized, the facility head must submit their name, yeah. a clear photocopy of their driver's license or ID card, Um, multiple staff members can be submitted on a single so it
5: well but here's what the here's the thing with this a lot of people uh, in our profession and what we do don't want to give out your personal information and address because there are people we work with that um uh hate us Mm -hmm. and 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 go after us and um you don't want that information given out there and now that information because um i I've talked to other information uh, other people Noel who uh, mm-hmm. Canalis wrote that nice letter I just I emailed mm-hmm. to you explaining what the setbacks are. it's more hoops now the bill looks great and it, and it's wonderful and I'm sure that uh, those that uh, did this thought in clear conscience they were doing a good thing and uh, and on paper on paper it looks great uh, no argument but in reality um, they're not taken into consideration and not only that, but it, it the bill states two things. It states one is the person has to have a residency in your facility or the bill says you can provide services to that person and they don't have to stay with them. But the affidavit does not say that. The affidavit says they have to reside. Okay, yeah. so if I sign this affidavit. You say, could get
2: in trouble. Right,
5: if I sign this affidavit for one of the females that come in that is homeless and living in a homeless camp, according to the bill, I, uh, according to the bill, I can do that. But this affidavit says they have to, this is shelter, it has to be in a, in a, in a which means I'm lying when I sign this for that oh. woman, and, and now See? she can't get an ID, or a manual house, for example, mm-hmm. they don't house people, Yeah. okay, so if they sign this affidavit, they're lying.
2: Yeah, they're vouching for the, someone, and they, they the, don't uh, have,
5: yeah, that, and, and so this, so they're not, they're ahead of things, but they haven't changed the forms. So and, you need clarity. Yeah, clear. So oh, who, big So who can give us clarity on this? Well, uh, I, I did talk to Jason Barrett, Barrett over the weekend, and he, he was really helpful. Um, I talked to Bill Stubblefield. He was very helpful, and we went over some of this stuff. The clarity is going to have to come down to the DMV and eventually, the law, the the people who wrote this, because, and again, I, I'm not against anybody. I'm not trying to start any trouble here. But um, the other, I talked to the other providers, and they're like, "Well, if we sign this, that's an affidavit David saying um, and giving a personal information. One, it, a security reason, as Noel wrote mm-hmm. in her letter. There, it's a security issue for us that provide services. And number two, if that if that uh, sir, if that agency doesn't provide shelter then they're falsifying this affidavit because you can see it says Affidavit of West Virginia West Virginia Facility Residency. Doesn't say and service provider, okay? So there needs to be clarity on this and, and they need to step up their forms. And uh, I'm sorry, you need oh, to Oh, no, to you're good. Uh, I want you to finish your well, talk. Well, I'm just saying they they need to, the, like you asked the question, the clarity. The clarity needs to be on here. Well, what about the service providers? You know, stuff like that, like Becky's talking about. So... Not only did they put, it, um, and they didn't. I'm sure they didn't mean it, but you got agencies getting ahead of themselves. And I don't. We we've already did this and signed it and, and and put it in. In fact, this Friday I'm going to be walking in to the DMV with one of our gentlemen that was turned away with all this and hand it to him
2: because it, he is a resident. Well,
5: he is a resident, You're but he needs his ID so he can get a job. Yeah, right. and he's been told he can't. You know, he can't get it until this is all done. So again, this continues. To put hurdles, as Becky's saying, and, and we can go into real depth about the things, is they mean well, but in reality, it is not helping, it is actually hurting us. Again,
1: we're speaking with Pastor Tim Greener from the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission and Becky Litton uh, joining us here on Panhandle Live. Unfortunately, we have to get to our last break. Don't forget, you can always text us, 304-263-4321. And Pastor Tim, let people know where they can go to find out more about the rescue mission and, of course, Project 604.
5: Yes, martinburgunionrescuemission.com on our website or go to Facebook. And God bless you. We need every donation matter so we can get this house finished. Well, Pastor Tim, Becky, thank you all for coming in today. And
1: stick around for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kabalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm. So West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Cavalli. Missed it for the break. We had Becky Linton and Pastor Tim Garino in to talk about Project 604 and a house bill that is working its way through the system that um, Pastor Tim really wants people to keep an eye on. So make sure you listen back to that. Uh, If you missed that, over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page a little bit later. Robin Rob, our next guest is joining us.
2: I'm so happy it's back to festival season and back to normal, um, you know, quasi-normal. Mm-hmm. Joining us in studio, Richard Campbell, president of the Dillon Farm Museum out in Hedgesville. And they've got a big event coming up this weekend you're here to tell us about. Welcome in.
4: Yeah, thank you. And good morning, everybody. Uh, this weekend, uh, we're hoping to have a real good crowd. The weather looks nice. Uh, there's a lot of other things going on, but uh, we're just trying to keep this organization going and uh right now we have a barbecue man coming in we've got our bean soup ham sandwiches mm-hmm. uh i'm going to be doing the apple cider we're supposed to have family coming in doing apple butter nice. so they're supposed to have some ready to go if people want to get there early and don't want to wait till two o'clock to get it uh we're going to have all our tractors out and other equipment Sawmill working, blacksmith working, wood shop working. Man. And uh, we've got uh, Cush Walls out of Bunker Hill. They're bringing their single mill down. Wow. Our one blacksmith has made a uh, branding iron to put the DM, DFM emblem on the shingles mm-hmm. and everything. And uh,
1: so let people know, because this is, well, I guess let me know. I'm asking this question. What is
4: Dylan Farm? Why is Dylan Farm such a big deal? Okay. L. Norman Dylan. Owned the whole farm area out there, or a big part of it. And this is near it, Hedgesville High School. Yeah, just right. off Route 9, right? Yep. And the farm, Dillon Farm now, for shame, is being developed, but the house and the buildings around have been kept. We do have an original picture of the farm. It's already framed and everything hanging up. Uh, but he was a big orchard man and farmer, raised cattle in a whole nine yards. And he donated the land. It's actually belongs to the school board, but we have a 99 years lease on this property. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just to keep the farming heritage, heritage, the old style alive. And you know, showing we've got all kind of equipment there. You never, a lot of people's never even seen. Oh, I'm sure. So please come out and take a look at it. And uh, we've got a raffle, some raffles going on. We're raffling off a 100 pound anvil. It's not, you know, it's got a little rust with it, but it's made out of California. It's got all the lettering Mm. there and not beat up. Yeah. So it's, you know, somebody's
1: going to get something nice. Marsha, what would you do with a 100 pound anvil? You think?
4: Drop it on the
2: head of my enemy.
4: (laughs) <laughs> from your roof <laughs> if she could pick it up <laughs> okay <laughs> details <laughs> I, that's okay i can't pick it up either so don't feel bad i
2: watch too many cartoons yeah. no, wiley coyote makes it look so easy <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: but but talk about the two days before we go any darker <laughs> talk about the two-day event and um it's free right
4: yep everything's free you know the, the being coming in is free the food you got to pay for of course but uh They're having, uh, we've got two ladies that are doing children's games to help bring, Mm -hmm. you know, the the little guys can have something to do. They're Mm going to have pumpkins and barns and things to paint. And they've got uh, checkerboards out there that they can play checkers and everything.
1: Again, this is going on October 8th and 9th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I also see here that you're going to have some music. The Stony Creek Bluegrass Band is going to be performing Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Love me a little bluegrass music.
4: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bluegrass, a little bit of country, but mainly all bluegrass and I'm down to I'm down to the cider press and my motor down there just makes too much noise so when I shut it down there they quit playing <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so what made this area I mean you say Dillon Farm I mean it was really all of Hedgesville if you want to say that so what made this area such you know a hot spot for agriculture for you know orchards for livestock for farming in general
4: well the way I understand the weather is just about right for well it's perfect for apples mm-hmm. the frost comes in and gets a lot of the peaches and pears and things, but mainly apples. And there's still a lot of apple orchards around, but, uh, you know, it's getting to, you know, they're producing more apples. They're going to a smaller tree and planting more trees instead of one big tree and everything. But, uh, you know, the farming is still here. We're still alive and keep on going. And, you know, it's just, you know, we want to do a whole lot more. But we need a lot more volunteers. Uh, you know, pray to God, you know, things are, people will start, even the young, you know, we're after the younger generation, everybody, to come out to see and help and keep us alive. Well, tell people
1: uh, how they, or where they can go to find out more about Dillon Farm Museum, to volunteer, to help out any way they can, and especially where they can go to find out about your fall festival coming up October 8th and 9th.
4: Okay, it's on the website. I don't have a paper with me, but it's L. Norman Dillon Farm Museum, and you can go on there. They've mm-hmm. got uh, there's like two websites right now. We're trying to get it down to one, but uh, we're out here at the corner of uh, Route Nine and Ridge Road North. And uh, if you miss it, you can't. Yeah, I'm sorry about it, but we will. We have a about a five acre field there that normally on Saturday will be full of oh, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And we've got new vendors coming in, and, you know, pray everything goes right. And anybody who has arts and crafts want to bring out and set up, it's a donation. So come out, we'll set you up somewhere. And uh, we asked you if you got tractors, trucks, cars, anything you, you know, want to show off, bring them out. We're more than welcome, and uh, there's no charge of bring your tractors out and things. And, uh, you know, we just... You know, like I said, we just want everybody to come out and enjoy mm-hmm. and have a good time. Uh, we're going to have hay rides with a tractor. and uh, Well, it sounds like it's
1: going to be a pretty fun event. And If you haven't been out there, I've driven out Route 9 enough now that I know once you're coming up and you can start to see the high school on your right, look to the left. If you're on Route 9 going out uh, west, look to your left and you'll see Dillon Farm Museum. Big sign there uh, at the corner where you can go up there and find it that way. Kind of above the softball fields and whatnot there at Hedgesville High School. But thank you for coming in and chatting about Dylan Farm. Like I said, I've driven by it a bunch of times. I've never had a chance to stop and really see what it's all about. And, well, it seems like it's uh, fairly interesting. And it seems like this fall fest is going to be a pretty fun one, too. Again, that's coming up October 8th and 9th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free admission, free parking. There's going to be all kinds of music, food, and fun out at Dylan Farm Museum. So thank you for coming in this morning.
4: Thank you. And that new uh, building is a brand-new, pretty green yeah so it will get your ass
1: mm. oh perfect so well that
4: yeah Hope to see everybody out there
1: well and that just about does it for us today marcia you got anything else for anybody for everybody
2: no i i've been to the farm museum days and they're a lot of fun bring your kids
1: absolutely well if you missed any of the show today you can listen back to it a little bit later on over on our panhandle live facebook and spotify page for marcia i am jordan it's been panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network have a good one we will talk to you tomorrow